Welcome to the new School of Success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to flip the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind. Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms. Class is in session. Welcome to the new School of Success podcast. My name is Nick Maytash. I'm here with my good friend, Julian H. Rosen. I can't wait till episode 12 where we get to find out what the H stands for. I believe You'll never episode... know. It's episode 13, maybe. Ah, he keeps pushing it back. Anyway, <laughs> today we are here to talk about how you have been taught backwards. Now, what the heck am I possibly talking about? There's many things that we've been taught backwards, but what are we specifically getting to today? We are getting to the fact that we have been trained, conditioned, ironically, mm. Mm. to trust that our conditions, the things that are around us, the circumstances that we experience, are the things in which create future conditions. They lay the, the, the groundwork for what needs to or is allowed to happen next. Yes. And Julian and I are here to tell you that that isn't the case. Yes, correct. And, and, and really, I'll just say like conditionality, condition is, is basically we've been raised under the assumption that if blank happens, then I will be blank, right? So if this amount of money happens, then and only then will I feel happy, successful, right? Like when the kids go back to school and I have just free time overflowing out of my nostrils, then I'm going to get into amazing shape, right? Like we place conditions upon emotional states. We place conditions upon beginning new ventures. We place conditions upon everything. And so, you know, talking about conditionality, you can't see him, but Nick gets all giddy and he gets all mischievous looking because he loves this stuff. He is the unconditional conditionality whiz kid. <laughs> What, so, an, what an incredible <laughs> nickname to yeah, come up yeah. with on the spot there, Jules. No pressure. So today, Nick's going to, we're both, we're both going to show you, hey, why, why it's backwards, why it doesn't serve you, how it may be happening in your own life. And obviously, we're going to give you a solution because that's what we do. We're just a couple guys. I have a mustache right now. Nick's got a great head of hair. We're trustworthy. That's what we are. And we're going to give you some tools to remove conditionality from your life so you can experience a whole bunch of good shit that you keep pushing away. You can experience it, I don't know, when, when Nick, when can they experience the goodness, right? The, good, the goodness is available yeah. to you right about now. Meow, right meow. Yes, the way that I like to explain it in my, in my uh, what, what was the, um, the title you just gave me? The conditional, unconditional whiz kid? No, the unconditional conditionality whiz kid. I see, I see. I'm going to have to get that tattooed. Um, the way that I see this, and, and you see it as well, but the, the way that we're going to try to communicate this to our friends today is that we don't need that condition to feel a certain way. We all put these barriers, these things that need to happen, that need to occur in our lives in order to feel something. And the way that I go about the coaching with my clients and just any content you've probably seen from me in the last year or so is really that the the idea that you need something in front of you to feel a certain way mm. is it's a, it's a poor formula to live by because one conditions 
they are they are not the delivery system. You are the delivery system. All of the emotions that you are looking to create in your life are within you and can be generated by you by putting it in a condition. Mm-hmm. You are giving your power away to create your own experience. You are living in a way that is emotionally dependent on things that aren't you. And that is, it's, it's a very crippling way to go about this experience that we all only get one shot at. You're waiting for that money in the bank to finally feel secure. You're waiting for that relationship to finally allow yourself to feel a little bit of love. You're waiting for that you know, job promotion to finally feel like you are moving in the right direction in your career when those emotions, those energetic states are available to you right now. They are free. I always tell my clients, like, these are zero dollars and zero cents. Like, I'm not going to charge you a bit for the emotions that you're trying to feel. You don't have to wait for something else to give them to you. And the longer you wait, mm-hmm. what happens is if you, if you place your emotional state the way that you want to feel in a condition, you are committing yourself to that entire process to being without said emotion and, and that state. So if you are wrapping your let's say freedom up in the vacation that you're going to take with your wife, your kids, or, or what have you. And that vacation isn't until six months from now. What you've done is committed to six months without freedom in your life because you think that only on that vacation you get to experience freedom. And unfortunately, friend, that's backwards. You get to feel that way every day. You don't have to wait until you're on the beach. You don't have to wait until you're in Disney World to feel something. And that approach to living, it just gives us these checkpoints. Like you have to, you know, the vacation is going to give me the freedom. On our anniversary, I get to feel love. Um, when, when my paycheck comes through, I get to feel a little bit of security. And these things are available to you now. And when you can embrace that and really engage with that and actually live in the state that you want to live in, all of the conditions that you were hoping that we're going to give you something, those conditions become easier to acquire because you are coming from a place not of need, but of desire. And you already know that you're taken care of emotionally and energetically. And that's when the fun gets to happen. But so many of us just think that, no, 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 no. Because again, you've been conditioned this way to express or not express, but experience your world through your conditions. But it does work this way. If you can flip the script, if you can play it backwards and and realize that, you're really just trying to feel something. If I can figure out how to feel that now, those conditions get easier to acquire. Those, those circumstances get easier to um, create in my life. Yeah. That's all I'm going to ramble on for a while as, as my uh, title of unconditional condition whiz kid. But Julian, what do you got on this front? Yeah. So like Nick alluded to it, it's basically placing this, this barrier, this, 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 this hoop to jump through between us and something that at the end of the day, only we can cultivate within ourselves. So it's basically driving a wedge between something you already have. Think about it this way, right? Like if you had a thousand dollars in the bank, it was yours, right? Like no, like no one's contesting the ownership or possession of the money. Placing conditions is the equivalent of saying, okay, but I got to let this dude kick me in the stones 20 times before I get to my $1,000. Like that rule wasn't there. The bank doesn't want some guy to kick you in the stones 20 times, but because you said it is so, 
that condition will be there. That barrier will be there. And you are that powerful as a human being that if you truly in your heart of heart believe that you need that thing to feel validated or you need the likes on the picture to feel cool or you need X, Y, and Z to feel one, two, and three, you'll be right. Like you will be right. And, and, and that's how I would say 99% of the world lives, not because we're all dumb and because we're stupid or whatever, but like, yeah, in our formative years, we've been taught that, hey, you're not allowed to, you don't get the gold star until you get the good grade. So get the good grade. So you can get the star so you can feel good about yourself, right? Like, and like literally like we come into this world and we're just happy about being happy. Like we're like, we're just, we're, we are so in the moment having fun, enjoying things without having to earn the right to enjoy things, right? Like that's how we come into this world. And then we're like, we're taught that that's the wrong way to do it. We're taught the right way to do it is to be a worker bee and hit the marks and get the things so that for a brief window of time, you can feel the temporary high, the temporary satisfaction of goodness, of worthiness, of enoughness. And so, Hey, it's just not a fun way to go through life. Like it's just, like if you had your choice between going to the bank and getting out your thousand dollars by pressing in your pin code or getting kicked in the stone, stone. <laughs> 20 times, like which one just sounds more fun, right? Like, well, for some, <laughs> for some people, the 20 some of you stone, sick bastards out there, but Hey, Hey, Greg and Linda, we're looking at you. You sickos. Does Linda um, have stones? She has boob stones. Anyway, <laughs> I, I feel like that would be the equivalent. Don't quote me on this anyway. So, but like, there's a like and so many of us can't even conceptualize a life where we're like wait like regardless of whether this business idea takes off or not like i can still feel like an impactful worthy inherently valuable person and the answer is yeah, yeah. and so hey it just makes for a way more fun uh less stressful life experience and there's this video um by Alan Watts called like life is a dance. And Alan Watts is like anyone who doesn't know who he is. He's uh man. He'll, he'll, he'll fry your noodle, man. He'll, he'll help you look at reality in a whole new way. But yeah, he has, he has like uh he basically says like the way we're all conditioned is like, we live in this um, like race to get from one point to another point to another point to another point. And then we wake up and we're 65 and we're supposed to be like, just like, Hey, like we missed it. Like, and so, but, but anyway, don't watch that yet because you're in the only place you need to be. So basically it makes for a less fun life experience, but two, it puts you in the emotional and energetic state of lack and unworthiness, which actually keeps you stuck where you don't want to be. So if you're like, oh, once I have that dollar amount, then I will feel happy and worthy. The only thing you're impressing upon your subconscious is lack and unworthiness because you don't have the thing yet. Correct. Now, if it's out of your reach at this point. Yeah. And so if what you are consistently impressing upon your mind and your subconscious is lack and unworthiness, that is going to put you on this hamster wheel where you are just constantly overcoming, avoiding being blindsided by circumstances that reflect back to you, the lack and unworthiness that you keep impressing upon your subconscious. Um, if you haven't listened to the episode on law of attraction, like this will make sense, right? Like our thoughts create a reality, our emotional states impact our behaviors and what we attract and all this stuff. So again, when we're living a conditional life, we create very conditional circumstances that reflect the lack of feeling that we're allowing ourselves to feel. Yeah, man. Does that make sense? 
I believe so. Yeah. And there's, there's also, um, I think a concept within this idea of conditionality that it's, it's a hard one to break. It's, it's not hard to break. It's something that I think everybody has baked into their subconscious mind through their own way of living life, through just experience and environments. But we have been taught that we need to earn the condition. We need to, or we need to earn that emotional state. Like there has to be something before the thing gets to happen. Whether yeah. it be like you get to feel accomplished when you get good grades or you get to have the raise when you've worked here for a certain amount of years, you have to put in some sweat equity to experience how you want to feel. But although that's been what everybody has been taught and heard and, and yeah. said over and over again, that, that kind of pathway, that kind of, you know, you need to put in X amount of hours or X amount of time or X amount of, you know, uh, just reps in order to feel something, in order to get to the place that you actually want to feel, it's, it's backwards. So Julian, when you come across this, whether it be with your clients, with yourself or so on, mm-hmm. when, you, when you see them thinking that they need to earn yeah. what, they, what they want or what they're trying to create, yeah. How do you help them kind of see that? No, you, you uh, don't yeah. earn it. How do you? How can you work your way around this and and make it tangible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will. I'll be the first one to say, like, I'm not immune from this. I remember for the longest time. So I was. I had a background in fitness and performance coaching. That was my bread and butter for a very, very, very long time. And when. I felt the call on my heart to get into this transformative coaching, this success coaching, this life coaching that I find myself in. Now, uh, I carried with me, I introduced and created a bunch of unnecessary conditions that just didn't need to be there. And so, and, and this is, I want the listeners to really see how we, when we enforce our own conditions, we, we create these, these, gaps that are very hard to almost impossible to to traverse and to get by but one of my like main conditions was like once i have a once i have a big book of clients i'm going to be an amazing worthy coach so if that was my condition right like if i have a big book of clients then i will feel worthiness the main thing i was projecting onto myself onto my subconscious onto other people was I don't have a book of clients and I'm unworthy, right? And it didn't matter what coach I worked with. It didn't matter how many times I posted on social media. It didn't matter how many times I got on the phone with people. The lack of clients and the lack of worthiness, I just kept feeling, just, just creating this self-fulfilling prophecy. If that's what I was consistently entertaining in my mind and my emotions, that's what kept getting fed back to me by my reality. So I would get people that would say maybe I would get people that said yes, but then would disappear. And I was like, geez, I wanted to quit. And then after doing some deep inner work, which seems to solve a lot of my problems, um, I removed the condition and we'll talk about how we'll talk about how, but I removed the condition. I no longer needed the full book of clients to feel worthy. I was like, you know what? No, I know my shit. I know my stuff works. I've undergone my own personal transformation. I have a background in behavioral science. I've read all the books. I've done all the things. I've worked with uh, some beta clients. I've seen my shit work. Like, it just is. Like, I just am a really good coach. 
And if I'm a really good coach, really good coaches have a lot of clients, right? And that's just what I decided to tell myself. That was the condition, right? Like I'm awesome and I have a lot of clients. Like they may not be showing up yet because reality takes a little bit of time to start reflecting the internal state that I am assuming. But I was like, shit, like I feel good. I am a great coach and amazing clients are here. And just like fun clockwork. They just like, yeses started coming out of the woodwork. Synchronicity started just flowing into me. People that I had talked to a hundred times and never talked about coaching. I was like, maybe I should talk to them about coaching. They, they seem like they're struggling. And boom, lo and behold, the, 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 the book, the roster of clients filled itself. And it was awesome. And literally like to a T, the tides turned when I removed the condition from my, my life. So I will be the first to admit that I place conditions on my own success because yeah, when I was a very impressionable, malleable youth, that's what I was taught was the right way to survive and thrive, right? And we all want to survive and thrive. We all want to be loved and accepted. So I was like, cool, this is how it's done. Um, so I see it all the time. I see it all the time with people who they're like, ah, oh, I, I, I'm going to make this change when I have more time. I will assume the power to make this change when I have more time. Again, what are you impressing upon your mind? What are you impressing upon your subconscious? That you have a lack of time and a lack of power, right? So it's almost like a translator, right? Like when you can identify the conditions you're placing on your life, start to see like, okay, if I say I need this to feel this, what am I, what am I really saying I lack and what, and what personal power am I really cutting myself off from? And so when you can actually look at your conditions and then invert them and turn them on their heads, you'll actually see a lot of the ways you're making life and success and growth so much harder than it has to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it definitely does not have to be as hard as, as everyone makes it out to be. It's, mm -hmm. We see so much on social media. We look around and we see the success stories and we see, you know, people that went from, you know, rags to riches and so on. And like, <clears throat> we assume that the conditions that they have experienced are the conditions that are required for the path. So we put those conditions on ourselves. Like you, you, were just saying, you put the condition of when that, that roster of clients fills up, then you get to be a worthy coach. And then that roster will then, you know, continue to, to be full, but you were putting the chicken before the egg or the cart before the horse or whatever the, the correct analogy is yeah. in this case, you were putting the, uh, the effect before the cause. Yes. The yes. cause is you deciding yeah. that you are an awesome coach. Yes. And so many of us put the condition. Go, go into that more. Go into cause and effect. Go into cause and effect because you're right. A lot of people are living at the effect side of the equation. Right. And, and they're taking the effect as the cause. And so I feel like some of our listeners are like, what the hell are these dudes talking about? So unconditional, conditional whiz kid, break it down. What is cause? What is effect? And why is letting the effect be the cause backwards and silly? Okay. Cause and effect. I mean, let's take it back to, you know, Whenever in school you learned about cause and effect, inputs and outputs, there is an input and there's an output. There's a cause, something that is, is put into a process. The catalyst. There's, there's a catalyst, sure. Mm -hmm. And then there is an effect. There is a result that comes out of that. Yeah. The only thing that is a cause in your life is you. But so many of us, 
put the cause or give someone, uh, someone, something, some circumstance or some condition as the cause. Like I don't have enough money to do this. That's the cause as to why I'm not doing it. The cause is because you have not believed yourself to be a person that has the ability to attain enough money to do it. But the effects that you're looking at, the, the condition that you're looking at is the money. And you're saying that's the cause as to why you're not moving forward with something. Yeah. The temporary circumstance that you have your sight set on of actually outgrowing by focusing on that and saying, this is the determinant of my internal state. What you're doing is you're making the, you're giving power to a temporary circumstance that doesn't even deserve the power. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Doesn't mm. deserve it at all. The only person, the only thing that deserves the power is you. Again, re referencing back to the law of attraction for normal people. Our, great episode. Uh, oh my gosh. It is episode. blowing up. Blowing it, up. Oh my gosh. But anyway, back to, back to here and now cause and effect. Keep hitting them. If we can believe the premise that the law of attraction is real, it is. Quantum physics, yo. Quantum physics, yo. And you are the source of said law of attraction, the way that you think, the way that you believe and so on. You are the only cause. What is in front of you, uh, whether it is a circumstance or a person or what have you, can't be the cause that creates this law of attraction. You are the person with the thoughts and the beliefs and all of those things that creates the world around you. But so many of us, again, look at the conditions that are in front of us, which are effects of your causes, that they are effects of what you thought, believed, and, and thought to be possible up until this point. You believe they are the starting point. You believe they are the cause. And you use them as justification as to why you are not moving forward. When really the, the, the part of this that as is why you're not moving forward is the layer behind that, the, the one step before that, which is you, because you created everything that is currently before you. So looking at your life right now, think of all the excuses you have as to why you have not gotten the body that you wanted or why you don't have as much money as you wish you had or why your relationship isn't working out. All of the excuses that you have are likely, they are baked in with, conditions and, and effects. So I need to, I need to intervene very, very quickly. Go ahead. So, so and it's, it's important to understand that like there are also people in our life and we're dealing with their effects as well. So, so when Nick says everything in your life is an extension of you, that's true to a certain extent, but like, I, I, I get it. And the, the example I use a lot of time is like my mom got cancer and died. Sure. I didn't create her cancer, Correct. right? Like I didn't, yes. I didn't, I didn't bring disease to my mom. Very but, true. But, but, but the relationship, the role that I assumed, which was woe is me victim for a very long time, that is a circumstance that I brought on myself. So, so yeah, there is, there is this line where our world ends and someone else's reality begins. Right. And, and so I just want to say that because I don't want anyone to be listening to this big truth. Screw those guys. They're telling me that, you know, a hurricane came and destroyed my house and I created the hurricane. No, that, that, that's not always true. But what we're saying is the roles that you give yourself, right? Like, because I'm here to tell you that I, one of my good friends, John Marone, he has, he has a great podcast too, power of progression, like a, you know, hurricane Katrina came and like wiped away all his stuff. And the second he went from, woe is me, the, the universe is bullying me to wait a minute, like 
this is setting me up for the comeback story I, I knew I was capable of. And he really rallied around that and rebuilt things and learned the things he needed to learn in order to become the person, the businessman, the father, the husband that he is today, right? Like he took some of the things that were outside of his, his realm of control, if you will. And based on the, based on the role that he put himself in, right? The, the thoughts that he entertained and the beliefs about who he is and what he is and what he's capable of by taking control of those, by realizing that those are the actual cause, he orchestrated this comeback that propelled him to a level of success that if the, if the disaster never came, he would have never been able to rewrite his own comeback story. So not every single little thing has been orchestrated by a thought we had, but at all times, it is our responsibility and no one else's to own that internal domain, how we choose to respond and react, the value that we choose to assign to certain things. That's always on us, always, always, always. So sometimes it's not always your fault, but again, the personal power, that sense of responsibility, that's always ours. And that's not a burden, that's a gift. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a beautiful point i'm glad you interjected because yes you are a very powerful human being but there are also other powerful human beings that are creating circumstances and conditions around you and some of them are going to intersect with yours yes so it's a matter of like doing some inventory on the conditions that are in your life and those that you can backtrack to something that you either had some influence on um whether action or thought or belief have kind of created that mm -hmm obviously look at those and say, all right, I, I have created this. I can look at this differently. I can tell a different story about this condition or what I wanted this condition to be to create something differently. But true to your point, when other people's conditions, the ones that they have created or the ones that have just kind of fallen into the lap of you, mm -hmm. it isn't your job or responsibility to take the blame and take that on your shoulders and say, this is my fault. I am this powerful being. I could have thought differently, believed differently, or did something else so that they didn't uh, experience what they have. That is just going to send you down a different rabbit hole um, entirely. But what you can do is look at that condition and say, okay, this is what is here. Could I have done anything differently to make this different? Okay, no. But what can I, how can I look at this and create a story that will allow me to use this to move forward in a powerful way? Because if we look at it and assume this role that yes, we are powerful, therefore we should have been able to change that in some way, that's going to be a frustrating path because yes. some, some circumstances and conditions that are outside the realm of your control they aren't for you to, to worry about and, and try to change. But when you look at those ones that you can't physically, emotionally, belief-wise change, how can you look at that? What story can you tell about, yeah. about that circumstance that will allow you to bring it within your world of causation yeah. in a powerful way? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. And so the, the example that I used, I can once I change the conditions around the story, it all changed, right? So my mom got cancer and she passed away. Very upsetting, very hard for me. And for a long time, I was like, I, I placed conditions on my life because my mom died. I am lost. I am depressed. I am anxious. I am overwhelmed, right? Like those were the conditions I was placing in my life. Because of this, this is so. And once I changed that story, to because my mom died, 
I overcame one of the biggest, darkest obstacles of my entire life. And that's what propelled me to become a coach and serve others. Everything changed, right? Everything changed because, you know, the actual physical circumstances of what had happened that were outside my control did not change. But the position, the role that I decided to assume, once that changed, boom, everything else changed with it. And so it just, again, it just goes to show us how powerful we really are. And when we find ourselves attaching that power to something outside ourselves, we lose access to it unnecessarily. We unnecessarily lose access to, to get really spiritual here, our birthright as humans and creators, right? Like when we attach our conditionality to something outside ourselves that we don't control, um, yeah, we lose that power. It's the same thing as saying like, ah, it's, uh, and I've been guilty of this, it's crappy weather outside. <sighs> I'm not going to get a lot done today. It's crappy weather outside. Like, like, like the weather sent a ninja into my brain and is pulling the levers in my brain. Like that's just not true. Like I am, I am unnecessarily giving my power and attaching it to a temporary circumstance outside my window. It just, it doesn't, it's like I said, it's unnecessary and we do it all the time. And because it's unnecessary, that implies we have a choice. And so that's the, the core of our message today is you have a very powerful muscle. Call it your choice muscle, call it your detachment muscle. And just like any muscle, when we don't use it, it gets a little flabby, it atrophies. If you don't use it, you lose it. And so we want you to start using it more and more. We want you to start choosing to either create different conditions or just throw conditions themselves out the damn window. Detachment is really, really powerful. And that's why it doesn't matter who or when or where, it doesn't matter if it was Jesus over here or Buddha over here or Plato over here or Socrates over here or Marcus Aurelius over there. All these wise wizards all said like, yo, detach a little from the Detach a little bit from the temporary yet unpleasant circumstances. They don't define you. They are not the cause. You, Senor Nicholas, you are the cause. I am the cause. Greg and Linda listening at home, you sick SOBs who would have elected to get kicked in the stones 20 times. You're the cause. And you are causing that experience of the 20 stones, you, you sick. Either, it's either a good thing or a bad thing. So. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So Nick, like when you are, are working with a client, Nick and I are both just phenomenal coaches off the chains, just wee -oo, wee -oo, awesome coach alert back off. So <laughs> when one of your clients, you find them just consistently saying like, well, I can't do that because of this. Well, I'm not, I, I, I'm not good enough to do that because of X, Y, and Z, right? You find them play, giving their power unnecessarily to conditions. What is, What's your one hit or quitter? What's your, what's your bang for your bone? Hey, guy or gal, look at it this way instead. So I think the, the biggest thing that I see and, and the thing that I try to come back to with my clients is that I would assume that you came to me because you want to intentionally create something in your life. And if you are going to sit there and believe the notion that the conditions and circumstances around you are the thing that gets to dictate how you operate. Mm -hmm. you're basically playing a big game of roulette every single day. You're trying to, you're, 
you're putting your your success, your your fulfillment in life in the hands of other things. But if we could just be willing to entertain this idea that we get to cause those conditions and we get to create our own emotional states, that is, is the gift. And it's just a willingness. It's not like you have to on the first call, believe me, that I get to create my conditions. I just want you to be willing and open to the fact that the amount of money in your bank can be controlled by you. You can believe that you are worthy of more. You can sink into a sense of security every day so you're not needy and desperate when you go ask a client if they wanna work with you or so on and so forth. Like being willing and open to that conversation and just over time, uh-huh. as you experience some, some validation of that belief, it's like flexing a muscle, like you said. And if you, can, and if you go to the gym every week, you know, physically, you will become stronger. And being willing to see this in the reverse, which is I get to cause my conditions instead of my conditions, I get to cause who I am and how I feel and what I get to experience. When you flip that and become the cause in small ways and start to validate that through your experiences, it's almost like after a while of working with me, it's not that they don't need the coaching because having this, you know, the refresher and being the objective person that gets to remind them that they are the cause that's obviously very valuable, but when they have enough experiences kind of backlogged in their brain that says, oh, I woke up and believed that I was abundance. I believed that I was love. I believed that I was freedom. And all of a sudden, these experiences get to, they started happening for me. Yeah. When you get that, that log of evidence, it becomes a beautiful thing. But in the beginning, where do we start? I don't have that evidence for them. But what I do say is, come to me with willingness Trust that this willingness to just flip the script for a little bit, try it on just like you try it on a piece of clothing at the store. I promise you, you give it time, you will find some experiences and we're going to use those and magnify those and let you understand that those were not luck. That was not circumstance. That was not just, oh my God, that was pretty cool. You did that. Yeah. So it's a matter of just kind of trusting in and having a willingness to believing. Yeah, get to cause your conditions and not the other way around. And it's just a small little shift. And once you get a little bit of experience with it, and once you see a few examples in your life, you're like, oh, okay, that was pretty cool. Instead of ignoring it and thinking that that was just a cool coincidence and looking at it as, oh, this is the actual law. This is the actual truth. Regardless of what everybody else is saying, like believing in this is, is such a beautiful gift that once you get a few of the, the reps of trusting in that and seeing it work out and play out in your life, it just gets really fun. Yeah. So I, w- I will pitch the same question to you. What's the, the one hit or quitter, one, one shift that you can offer a client or said listener on this free podcast, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, will allow yeah. them to open up to this process. Yeah, so I would say like your conditions, just like many of your limits, they're like, it's like looking at a brick wall. And you're like, are you telling me that like, I can just walk through this brick wall? Like my whole life, I've been told that it's brick and brick is hard and brick is tough and brick is, brick is X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, just, just walk up to brick, touch brick, push brick, just see what happens. Right. And these things that in our head, we hold them to be these huge immovable structures. Boom. It's like the brick wall of a movie set. Like I dare you to walk up to it and push it, test it, see if it's real right? Like I know you've been taught that it's a brick wall. So what's the point? Just, just stay away from it, right? Stay in your comfort zone. Stay, keep doing the things you used to been doing. Like, no, no, no. Walk up to this thing. Try it, push it, 
push it with all your might and watch that shit fall over. And that's the same thing with conditions. And so you're right, man. It's a willingness and a boldness to be like, I get it. I've been taught this way. I've been operating this way. What, like, why not just keep doing it this way? And that, and you're right. Like, well, because you have more, like you're capable of more. You have, you have the potential to be more, to have more, to do more. Like you get one go at this. Why not flex that muscle? Why not just see how damn amazing you actually are, but you can't, <laughs> but you can't do that if you keep placing conditions on it. So yeah, dare to think a little bit differently. I have a client. He's like, yeah, man, like, this is great and all, and it makes sense, but it won't work because it's me. And I'm like, shit, You're right? That is the biggest, most powerful condition, right? Doesn't matter what we do. Doesn't matter what I coach him. Doesn't matter. It won't work because it's him. And I was like, dude, for a week, just for a week, tell yourself a different story every morning and every night. Just write that this is, this is working because it is you because you deserve it, because you're worthy of it, because we're undoing years of conditioning where you were taught wrong and that's okay because it's never too late to start building a life that feels amazing to you. Why not? Why not? This works because it is me. This works because I'm worthy of it. This works because I'm powerful. Just tell yourself a different narrative. And I, literally, I'm not saying if you do this in seven days, I'm guaranteeing X, Y, and Z, but his world started to shift in terms of how he was perceived in terms of certain uh, professional opportunities that just miraculously showed up um, in terms of his own personal ownership and his own consistency, it all started to work because it was him, right? Like we are so powerful that our conditions are right. So right now you're limiting yourself because you're powerful and you're holding those limits in place. I don't want to be a jerk when I'm telling you this, consider this tough love. When a coach tells me this, it really calls me forward in a great way. So, Hey, I'm passing the torch onto you. Tell yourself a different narrative, do it consistently, and then just take inventory and you will see a change. I can't give you a, a 10 day guarantee or, a, but it could be a lot quicker than you think, right? Just, just like live condition free, right? And, and anytime you find yourself placing a condition, drop it and just watch how simple and fulfilling life can become. That's what I say. I dig. I dig. And another thing that I'll offer to the, this concept of condition is, as we kind of wrap things up here, is if you've experienced a condition in some way, or if you've experienced the, the emotional state that the condition you know, delivers to you, if you've felt abundance or love or freedom in some way, that means that you are worthy of the experience. So why believe that you are blocked from that experience because of certain conditions or, or because it's me or because, you know, my family has never experienced anything like that. If you've witnessed it, if you've been at the ocean and saw the abundance of water, if you've been amongst friends who are in love and you've been witness to that experience, that means you are worthy of being a part of that. So don't think that you can't grasp it. Uh, that emotional state, that energetic state of, of what you think your condition is supposed to give you, just know that you're worthy of it because I promise you at some point in your life you have been a part of or, or you know, bared witness to the amazing stuff that you think the condition is supposed to give you. The condition is just a condition. It's neutral. It's just there. It's what you're making it mean that you know, will make it harder to attain or, or easier to attain. So come back to you are the cause. 
come back to just like your client that you just observed there, like all you really did was switch the, the first step of the process. Yes. The first step of the process being like his identity was, I'm not, I'm not worthy of this. This isn't for me. Reversing that and then doing everything else probably the same, frankly. That new starting point gives you, it's like a fork in the road. You start down in a different direction because from that initial place of causation and saying like, I am worthy, it's because of me. And now you're down a, you know, a mile down a different path because you started from a different place. And we think that, oh, that's too simple. That's too small. That's not enough of a shift, Julian, that I'm going to be able to create something in my life. But you're seeing, you're not understanding that that small shift at the beginning of the process, because you are the cause is why change happens because you're, you're literally taking a different direction down the fork yeah. road. Because if you're taking the, the opposite direction, which is it's not for me, it's not going to happen, yada, 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 and you keep going down that, of course you're not going to be able to fix stuff because you've gone too far from the wrong starting point. So shifting that small piece at the beginning, I am the cause, it's for me, it's because of me that this gets to happen. Just watch, watch life get a little bit more fun, a little bit more uh, easy. It's going to be a pretty excellent adventure, I would say. So... What do you got to say as we wrap up, Julian? I think couldn't I agree more. I couldn't agree more. And uh, yeah, similar to what Nick said, just in a different avenue, right? Like if every day you wake up and you can view that day as a, as a dish, right? Like a dish that you pulled out of the oven. If you consistently are like, I don't like this dish. I don't like this dish. Don't demonize the dish. Don't label yourself as broken for not liking the dish. Change up the ingredients. You can change up the ingredients, right? Your thoughts, your beliefs, your expectations. I know we've been taught that the only way to create change is to force it and grind it into submission until it just adheres to your will temporarily. No, like this internal game is the game. And so, yeah, change up the internal ingredients. Change up the thoughts and the beliefs. Change up the expectations of yourself and others. Change up the conditions you're placing on the things that you want. And you will like, again, this is a law, right? Like change up the cause, you're going to change up the effect, change up the recipe, you're going to change the quality of dish that you pull out of the oven. So we dare you try this, try this for seven days. And, and things will really begin to evolve. And the rate at which I don't know, it could be a whole flood of goodness, it could just be an ounce of goodness, but it will be more goodness. So that's what I would say. And on that note, I want to say that Nick and I we're here. We are just we are just, the value train has left the station and it is just heading directly towards you. Watch out. But we don't want this one episode to be the end. We want to submerge your world in empowering truth that you can use to build a life that when you open your eyes, you go, woe is me. This is sweet, goddamn sweet. That's what we want. We want fulfillment, joy, and power in your life. So in addition to this, we want to invade your social media because there's already too much bullshit there anyway. You want us on your social media. So Nick, how can people get your face on their social media feed? You can find me on the Instagram mm -hmm. at Nick underscore moving past mediocre. Sweet. So can find me on Facebook, Nick Maytash. It's spelled M-A-T-I-A-S-H. I'm usually one of the top people, but there are, whoa, whoa. I, I mean, the, trending. <laughs> trending out of the four Nick Maytashes that exist in the world. Um, so yes, find me there. Uh, Julian, where can we find you? Because I know that uh, if they got a double dose of, of us two oh on my gosh. social media, yeah. it's going to be a, a life-changing experience. 
Yeah, so I am at Instagram. It's Julian, J-U-L-I-A-N, underscore Fearless Life. And then uh, Facebook, it's just Julian Rosen, R-O-S-E-N. I'm a bald guy with tattoos. I may or may not have a mustache at the time. I don't know. But find me, friend me, and you will just keep getting daily sweet doses of it's the truth. It's the truth, and the truth works. The truth will set you free. So find us there. And then last but not least, if you liked this or you laughed at the ball-kicking joke or does just, just any of this resonated with you, please, 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 please like and subscribe and leave a review. That would be the best. I know it only takes 60 to 90 seconds. I know we gave you like, I don't know, $10 trillion worth of value, but like we still got to ask technically at the end here. So if you could do that, that would be so amazing because it's really like, I guess that's how the algorithms work. And that's the only way for other people to find us and really start to use and consume this information too. And that's what we want because the more good people that we have walking around on this earth using this good information to create good lives, it just everybody wins. That's what I say. So please like, please subscribe, please leave an awesome review. And um, yeah, if you have any questions about using any of this or you do start using some of this and you notice some awesome results, dude, we will respond on social media. So tag us, ask us questions, slide up into our DMs and let us know what you think. We are here for you. Yes, slide up in them DMs. But yes, please like, please subscribe. Do all of the things that Julian just said. I'm not gonna repeat them all to you. Because what we're trying to do is a community of people that are actually taking in some of these new rules, new pieces of how success is built, how you get to live a life that you enjoy, how you get to create conditions from a place of causation and not from like, oh, I hope this happens at some point. Do it, subscribe, do all the fun stuff so we can get as many people in this circle of humans that are doing amazing things and feeling good about it. So with that said, we will see you next time on the new school of success. Goodbye friends.